Most studio owners decide to open their fitness and wellness businesses because they want to help people and add more meaning to their lives. Their heart is in the right place, they're great people, but scaling a profitable business that feels incredible to own and run is trickier than ever before. So where they get stuck is no one's ever shown them how to run a wildly successful business without the overwhelm and the chaos. Plus, they're doing it all alone. Until now. Welcome to the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast for ambitious boutique studio owners who are allergic to average and know they're capable of more. They're just missing the how. I'm Dozer, your host, CEO and founder of the Geronimo Academy, and together with my crew and my community of owners and managers who are the doers and the implementers, we are on a mission to pioneer a better way to own and operate a health and fitness business while building a life you love, not hate. So if you're ready to push the boundaries, level up your money, meaning and impact, and stop doing it alone, then you're in the right place. This is going to be raw and unfiltered, zero bullshit. So take a deep breath, strap yourselves in, and let's get fucking started. We're back. Welcome back to another episode of the Geronimo Unfiltered Podcast. You're here with Soph and myself. Hey, guys. So, before we jump into today's episode, what are we loving at the moment? I'll tell you what I'm loving at the moment. Please. Are the reviews. Oh, yeah. Because it's... Thank you, guys. It really is warming our hearts seeing your reviews, and we love seeing you guys. We thought there's no fucking way anyone's going to take screenshots of this thing and share it on their stories. Not a chance. Turns out. I suggested the idea, just a suggestion, and uh, it was politely declined. Because who's going to do that? But you have. So. You have. We absolutely love it. We absolutely love it. So keep doing it. It sort of gives us the vibe that we're on the right track and yeah. it's really helping you guys. So if just real punchy, what are some of the reviews coming through from her? Like, what are they saying? What are the fans saying? They're really Fans. <laughs> 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 even Nate, even Nate, our videographer's laughing at that one. Dozer goes into every, like, coffee shop and he's like, no, sorry, did you know that I'm actually a podcaster? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm a podcaster. Thank you. Yep. No, you guys are saying how much our different stories are, are resonating and how it makes you feel less alone and that you thought you were the only gym owner who's made every mistake in the book. So it's nice to know well, that you're not alone. Welcome to Mistake Town. <laughs> no, that was great. We've had a lot of studios who have found it nice, even though we're in various time zones, that they can still have us in their ears no matter what time it is for us or them. So that's been cool. And just like it's really been a good reminder with how they need to level up and bring their team in more, focus on their vision more, which is what it's all about, really. Yeah, we know. And we've had some great feedback around the fact that you've loved that it's been honest, it's been raw, it's been no bullshit. And yeah, when we first came up with this concept, yeah, we looked around the industry and looked around all the gurus out there and everyone's like fucking promising stuff and, and everyone's pretending that everything's okay. And like fucking real talk is it's not. It's bullshit. We are definitely more natural as unfiltered. Mm-hmm. I think we feel more comfortable being a bit more unfiltered than unscripted. pretending unscripted. So guys, so we rough around the edges, but we'll tell you the truth. So with that, thank you. Thank you very much. We love you guys. If you're in areas, if you've left us a review, if you've spent some time with us in this podcast, honestly, thank you. Love you guys. In today's episode, I want to talk about the number one thing that studios realize that has the power to lift every success metric in your business. Can you say that again? The number one thing top studios realize that has the power to lift every success metric in your business. Wow. What is it? Well, first I'll tell a story. So this week we've been doing a lot of catch-ups with all our studio owners and like our top level studio owners. 
million dollar studios, almost a million dollar studios, and they just do things differently. And you know, we're just swapping stories and strategies, and you know, we're just like the brains trust. And there seems to be a very different way that they run their business. And I don't mean a different structure. I don't mean a different, you know, team meetings on Tuesdays, not Mondays. I don't mean that shit. Like what struck me was so obvious was the way that they thought about what business they're actually in. Well, they're playing a different game. Correct. So the question that I want to ask you listening to us right now is what business are you actually in? Because it's not the fitness business. Mic drop. (laughs) Well, I mean, if you want to believe it's the fitness business, then let's take that a little bit further, okay? If you're just a fitness business, then it means you're basically selling a workout. And if that's all it is, people could have actually done a cheaper workout this whole entire fucking time. Best to their bed, $10 down the road, or even if it's not a cheaper one, there's lots of different ski eggs on lots of different corners near you. And, like, no matter what your concept is, what brand it is on your wall, the workout might have been what brought people into your business, but it's not actually why they stay. Mm. Plus, if it's just a workout, that is so easy to price match. Yeah? That's the one. It is so easy to get bored of that. Conversions are low, or the industry benchmark, which is low anyway, in my opinion. Engagement from your team and your members is probably lower than it really could be. No one's really tied to your business. No one really cares about your business as much as you do. Like that's the sort of shit that happens. If you are just a fitness business, then for your team and even for your members, it probably doesn't feel any different than if they actually just walked into Woolworths or Coles, which is the Australian grocery shop. It probably doesn't feel like they're in a place where lives are changed and where transformations happen. So here's the secret. Here's the secret. We're not in the fitness business. We're actually in the relationship and accountability business. We just happen to run fitness classes. I want to say that again. What business are we actually in? We're not just in the gym business or the fitness business or the Pilates business, all that kind of stuff. We're in the relationships and accountability business. We just happen to run 45-minute classes. Now, with that shift in frame, what would you do differently now? How would you rethink your processes? How would you rethink your member experience now? And I want to highlight this by talking about three different companies right now. We're going to take a step out of the industry and talk about three other types of companies and really illustrate this point. Do you want to go first? Yeah, the first one is a company called Zappos. So they're a massive online shoe store. You bought anything from them? I think it's the US stuff. It's mainly US. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to our US and North American people. How are you? How are you? Sorry. (laughs) I was shopping. Okay. Anyway, so US shoe company Zappos and their revenue is above one billion with a B. That's with a B. That's with a B. 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 Annually. And in 2009, Amazon acquired Zappos for around one billion dollars. So if you're wondering what the hell does shoes have to do with my gym, I think the story here is that if you ever hear anything about Zappos from a Zappos customer, chances are it will be very positive. And there's, you know, heaps and heaps of stories out there of their outstanding customer service. They do things like delivering flowers to a customer whose mum passed away and talking to a customer for over eight hours. Mm. 
And but that's a record. It still hasn't been broken. Yeah. And like, that's why it should come as no surprise that 75% of Zappos orders are from Repeat customers. They almost don't spend any money on marketing and they're a billion dollar business. Yeah, the founder, what he said is that down the road, people won't even realize that Zappos started by selling shoes. They want to be known and, and remembered as like the best customer service and customer experience company out there. So their culture is built on kind of a, a key theme. He says, it's not about shoes. Zappos is a customer service company and it just happens to sell shoes. I love that. I love that. So think about that with your business, right? I'm telling you, there's another story. So Apple, I know sometimes it's a bit of a cheap trick to talk about Apple because, you know, Apple everything. But Apple, what they sell, their why is to challenge the status quo. Everything they do is to challenge the status quo. They just happen to make beautiful computers with beautiful user experiences. What they sell is they sell an identity. They appeal to the people who are trying to be the game changers. They did a massive campaign called Think Different Campaign. And I'm just going to read out their script. Here's to the crazy ones, the misfits, the rebels, the troublemakers, the round pegs in the square holes, the ones who see things differently. They're not fond of rules and they have no respect for the status quo. You can quote them, disagree with them, glorify them or vilify them. But the only thing you can't do is ignore them because they change things. They push the human race forward. And while some may see them as the crazy ones, we see genius. Because the people who are crazy enough to think that they can change the world are normally the ones who do. That's what they fucking sell. That's why there's a line out the front when they release new phones or new computers. They release anything. There's a line out the front. But there isn't a line out the front of the Samsung store. And it's not because their product is better. Like Samsung probably has better technology. Don't know. Not not a a Samsung user myself. Be careful. (laughs) I'm an Apple fan all the way. But... Yeah, you never see a line out the door for them. And they have these these viral releases of their new technology. It's like there's no other company that I know of that they make a slight update on something and people throw away the old thing that's not that old and pay more for it. Which costs two grand. Yeah. It's because what they're selling is they're selling belongingness to people that are challenging the status quo. And that's what they're really selling. They just happen to have computers, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, so if you can kind of reframe your thinking, if you were a relationships business and not a gym, how could that change the customer experience that you're providing? What happens when someone walks into your gym? How does it form the decisions you make around who you hire and fire and your values and all of the little things that you can do along the way to make someone's day better, to make someone believe in themselves more, to help them feel like they belong to something? In our studios, we did this thing called the sushi train. Given when you go to the sushi restaurant and you walk in and someone, one of the little chefs, like they just yell at you. You're like, hey, what's up, brother? And then when you walk out, they're all, they all yell at you as well. They could be like- You have no idea what they're saying. Sashimi, they're just busy on the knives and you don't even think they see you, but they always acknowledge you. They always acknowledge you. And they make such a big deal of it when you walk in and when you walk out. You have no idea what they said. They might have said, fuck you out a lot. (laughs) But you're just like, what's up, man? We did the same thing at the studio, right? We called it the sushi train thing. That's what we called it, the sushi train thing. And every single person when they walked into our studio, they needed to have been greeted by their first name with some fucking energy, right? We wanted to make sure that people felt like they belonged here. We were so glad to see them. And you heard that in the last episode about my experience with that. It was the reason why... Me or anyone else could walk in on any given day and be exactly who they were and feel okay and feel like there were people there waiting for them. 
The second thing that we did was everyone had a nickname in our studio. Mm, everyone had a nickname. OD crew. We had members who hit over a thousand sessions and then got free membership for life. Yeah. <laughs> Great idea. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and I don't think if you had referred to them by their real name, anyone would have known who they were. <laughs> we had- they changed their Instagram handles. Like yeah. the kids started calling them their nicknames. Shout out to Judo Rob and Finney. Magic Mike. The Beard. Yeah. Who else? Hoff. Yes. Burnsy. <laughs> uh, they got married too. The Metadass too got married. Love you guys. Westo, who then married Westo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so the nicknames bonded people. It made them feel like they were one of us and a part of this place. Everyone walked in as strangers and then they became someone at our studio. Mm. That was such a big thing, right? And I think the third thing as well is that because we are a relationships business and we have a community, we actually didn't have the most technical trainers, but we had the trainers that optimised towards community and relationships way more than technical aspects of a deadlift because that's what our people wanted. So we have this thing called the five-star session framework and the number one star that we have and there's the number one role of a trainer was actually to be a community spark. What would happen with me? Like what would happen at our studio if you were just sitting against the logo on the wall looking at your phone with all the other members looking at the phone. Waiting for the next class. Wait, waiting for the next class yeah. as, as a member. Yeah. So first dozer, but then eventually the rest of the trainers would roll around and go, guys, not good enough. You, you, I'm going to come back in five minutes. And if you don't know like three new things about each other, you're going for a block run. Yeah. And then they would erupt in like, oh, fuck, like, I yeah. like let's find out some stuff about each other. And then. They would have walked in and not known each other and then they're walking out, exchanging numbers and planning their next session together. Yeah. And at the next after challenge party, they'd be doing shots together at the bar, but they meant against the wall, like waiting for the next class to happen. And they were just on their phones until we came in and as a community spark, actually fused them together. The other moment as well is like, if you're a relationships business, I think one of the most underutilized, but most powerful part of Every single workout in every single studio in every single country is partnering right at the start, right? Is partnering. So if you're a relationships business, instead of, I fucking hate it when you go to some studios and they go, all right, everyone just find a partner. You're like, what? You completely missed it. What you should do is you should know who I am and who I would vibe with and who I should build a relationship with and partner us, dude. So stuff like that. I'm telling you, your studio can be so much more powerful if you focus on relationships and accountability you can provide your members. I'll say that again. Your studio can be so much more powerful. All your success metrics will increase if you focus on the relationships and the accountability that you can provide your members. And if you go further and deeper into that than you've ever done before, I just want the studio owners to know, if you listen to this, I want you to really know, right? If you go further and deeper into that than you've ever done before, I promise you only good things will happen. What do you think will happen, Soph? Like, what are some of the signs when we talk about the people that we've been talking to this week and mm-hmm. at their studio versus everyone else? Yeah, without question, you're going to have a stronger culture and a mantra amongst your team. They'll know how important this is and that's what they'll go in and focus on. And that'll flow through into creating a stronger community. You're going to have higher member and staff retention. So for those of you who are constantly asking or wondering about how you can retain top talent, this is how. Stronger leadership from you and you're going to have that clarity to really like navigate 
what strategy to implement and the decisions you need to make based on your studio, your conversions will skyrocket, not only on the phone because you're going to be more confident in what you're selling, but in studio conversion as well. So you're going to keep more money in the building and you'll do less shit that no one actually cares about because it doesn't matter for the business you're actually in. So guys, take that, run with it, think about it. And if you need a hand to build this into your team, into your culture, into your everything that you do and get your head around it, definitely, definitely feel free to shoot me an email. All the details are in the show notes. So take a moment. I really want you to sit with it, reframe your decision-making around this, and I promise you everything will get better. Thank you for listening to this episode. And if you found value from this, definitely share it to someone else who might need to hear it, share it with your team. However we can help, this is what we're here for. We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening and we'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. If something resonated with you, then do one of two things. Either leave a review or send this episode to a mate who's in the industry who might need to hear this. But if you want more right now because your head might be spinning and you're like, all right, those, that, what the hell do I do right now? Then in the show notes, you'll find a link to where you can book in for a free 15-minute checkup on your studio where we get to have a look at how you're going right now and where some of the kind of quick win opportunities are to get you moving faster. I can't wait to be back in your ears next week. And if you're listening to this right now, I want you to know that I love you, I appreciate you, I'm grateful for you, and I'm in your corner. You are on the right track and I believe in you. So keep going and I'll see you next week.